You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Uh, got any memes? No, <laughs> uh, I got a couple in here in my jacket, but we got a couple of submarine memes. Now we got Russia ones. Yeah, a lot. Yokas, I got the memes. Nah, but uh, Yokas, Yokas. you got the creams and sugars. You got the creams and sugars. <laughs> oh man, fucking uh, yeah, got any news? Jesus Christ, it uh. Except for the fact that my coffee is sweating. Yeah. Oh. Is that cold brew or is that regular? Ah, it's just regular uh, uh, Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee with uh, almond milk. I went, we're having a party for James today for his birthday, and I was like, I'm going to get some coffee. It's been a while, and now I'm ready to go. This is my shooting hand. So, a little inside baseball. Dude, uh, yes. Uh, Yeah, I I, I call it. (sighs) I used to be like. I used to be like a cream and sugar guy, mm-hmm. and then uh, they start using that liquid sugar and mm-hmm. Dunkin', Ugh. and that's like a, she, I, I get it. Sugar's not good for you, right? I get it. I got I got the memo, but that liquid sugar can't be good for you. It's like you take a fucking sip of it, and it feels like you know you can just feel it go through your your fucking veins, and it's just like oh, I just feel my fucking system shutting down. At least with regular sugar, you get something gritty in your teeth. You know, just like something to play with. <laughs> Flip it around in your mouth while you're drinking your coffee. Yeah. It's like yeah. a slime or something, but it's not even like the stevia. Because Brad, when when Brad has me making some of his like recipes and stuff, I'll put stevia in the in the whatever it is, and it's not like it's not the nasty shit, right? But whatever this liquid, like almost synthetic sugar, it literally leaves a film on my tongue, and it, it's mm-hmm. it, all day. I feel like I feel worse. I'm like I. Wish I would have just eaten a candy bar at this point because that's fucking nasty. Yeah, well, and from that I just start drinking my coffee black. Yeah, it's like uh, ironically I go to Dunkin' Donuts to get coffee and it's served by people who, who don't drink coffee. So <laughs> you, you go a little bit of cream, a little sugar, and then like half the cup's milk. Yeah, they dump it in. It's like, it's like brother, are you pouring? Like if you like even when I order my coffee black and they'll give it to me and there's still room at the top, I'm like. Are they charging you to f- fill my car? Like, if you ch- give me too much coffee, do they dock your check? <laughs> nah. Put 
fucking pour, pour that shit in there. Yeah. I, you're charging me $4 for that fucking cup. Fill that the fuck up. Like, and I'll, I, I've been trying to do the Wawa fucking cold brew, Ugh. which is like, even like content, like, with, it's like, it's like super potent. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they'll give it to me with still, uh, you know, I own the Wawa thing. I go, no room. So when they give me room, I just walk over to the fucking hot coffee and just put in some blueberry cobbler or whatever. Mm-hmm. Fucking, oh steal, man, blueberry steal, cobbler! Stealing from coffee, so fucking good. Stealing from the man, <laughs> even <laughs> even though it's not stealing. I said no room, and mm-hmm. they're trying to trying to tick me on like an inch of coffee. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, dude. Wawa's fucking cold brew. I'm ready to fucking punch daylight. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I believe it, man. Isn't it funny how oh. some of the coffee brands, like I've noticed that even with the Dunkin', like you'll see as I get through this on the show today, I will become like almost hyperactive because it's like so, whatever this is, is so strong, but it's yeah. just strong enough where it's like, and by strong, I mean like caffeine content, you know? The cold brew from Wawa, literally, I'm, I'm picking up slabs of concrete and I'm running a mile. Like, I can't... Dude. Can't calm down. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know how to explain. I, I did a little experiment, though. It was like, the, the other day, I cut off my uh, coffee intake at, like, around 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then, like, around, like, 10 o'clock, I was ready just to fucking crash. Yeah, I, I went to one of those like deep, deep sleeps, you know. But um, I, I, I make the mistake of drinking coffee past like eight. And mm. I'm lying in bed. I'm wondering why I'm running a marathon in bed. Like my, <laughs> I get the restless legs, and it's. I feel like I'm I'm a human time lapse video. Just so, yeah, when they sh- sh- fast forward show and somebody in bed like fucking yeah. running the place. That's me in real time. I'm just like Jesus. <laughs> Let me just go take a super hot shower just to calm the fuck down. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just put the Benny Hill music behind me as I'm fucking break dancing in bed because I can't yeah. calm the fuck down. So. Fucking yakety sax. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. It's, I mean, it's like I said, it's it's good shit. Like I I really enjoy if I'm gonna get if I'm gonna go out of my way to get iced coffee, I'll get Dunkin'. I can't. Starbucks is like I don't know how people can. This might be a controversial take, but I don't know how people can actually drink Starbucks coffee and at least the iced coffee and enjoy it. It is so strong, like it's almost like yeah. drinking like a. It, I can relate it to drinking a super hoppy IPA beer. It's just at a certain point you're like, Oof. that's too much. That's just stop. Whatever the, whatever you're doing is you're you're ruining this experience, and it's not good. So yeah, I, I, ooh. Again, I, I had the fucking IPA farts the other day. They're fucking <laughs> fucking fuck melt melt fucking take rust off a bumper. Just fucking. <laughs> Mrs. Meany's like, why is the couch melting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I am one with the couch. <laughs> we are blending my the head, couch together. Just my head sticking out of a couch. I live here now. I'm a couch now. This is where I live. This is where I exist now. Yeah. Come oh sit God. on my lap. <laughs> Oh, well, it is good to see you, sir. And it's also good to see the pod squad here with us this morning. Don't forget to sign yeah. up at uh, patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. You join us every day and you can lo- see our lovely faces as we get through this. I want to show you something I'm really excited about this. I finally got this photo back from my friend Matt Bishop over at Matt Bishop Photo. Give him a follow on IG. But it is the photo right. of me and Jerry Lawler. 
from Super Jersey nice. Comic Con, our friend and friend of the show, Jerry the King Lawler. Very excited. Hope yeah. he gets well soon. Looking forward yes. to seeing him again. But, uh, dude, where do we even start? There has been so much know. inside of the regular world and, and in wrestling. Um, I guess we can start with the I-95 uh, repair. Yeah, that was a little bit thing. I mean, I know we're like a national, international podcast. Yeah. But it's talking about things that affect everyday life. It's like, fuck. You know, I, uh, I-95 imploded fucking, uh, was it two weeks ago? About two weeks, two ago, weeks now, ago yeah. Low Inside Baseball recording Saturday, Excuse June twenty. I uh, bless you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, June twenty fourth, and it like imploded on the eleventh. <clears throat> and uh, happy to say, they fucking like put up like a six lane portion of the highway in like two weeks, which is fucking insane. Uh, <laughs> and I had to post this yesterday because like. Uh, PennDOT, which is the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation, PennDOT, uh, had a a live feed on there. Yeah. And then yes, you know, yesterday morning I got up and I was having my cereal. I was like, oh, let me stare at that live feed. And then I had like a moment where I was just laughing because I was like, let me see how many people are fucking watching this thing right now. I said 1,500 people. I went, God damn. I was like, there are wrestling promotions or, you know, this show, fuck it, you know, who wish we could have like 1,500 viewers watching live. Yeah, and dude. at the moment, there was, at the moment, there was absolutely nothing happening in this feed. <laughs> there's nothing going on, and but there's 1,500 people watching an empty road. I was like, man, can you imagine, you know, being a wrestling promoter or independent wrestler and Pray, you know, hoping for fifteen hundred people on a single stream, yeah. And then you know, it, it just it struck me as funny, you know. I wasn't, you know, it's just like, god damn, god damn. Now, what, 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 what do we have to do <laughs> to be more entertaining than an empty fucking section of road that was just rebuilt? I got know? it. What we'll do is we will set yeah. up shop live from the Cotman Avenue exit at I ninety five, and yeah. we will. Tap into the cameras, like I'm sure we can find someone that can do it, and we will just broadcast live from I-95 right there as the traffic's fucking driving by. Yeah, I think that's I think that's going to be the key is to to really kickstart it here. But no, I I was very shocked to find out that that there were that many people watching it. But I remember tweeting something as the camera first started, and I was like, "This is going to be the most watched thing in our area, isn't it?" Like, it's, of course, like it's just such a Philly thing to do that to have Dude. a live stream. On a rebuild of a highway, <laughs> like, dude. They they put it on the big screen at the Phillies game. <laughs> like the governor of Pennsylvania went to the Phillies game, and as a rib, they put it the fucking live stream of the construction on the big screen at the Phillies game, <laughs> just so he can get an update on. And then in most typical Philly fashion which is why i love philadelphia the first people to go over that section of highway was a fire truck full of philadelphia sports uh mascots <laughs> the fanatic swoop uh dupe uh gritty all went over the fucking highway in the fire truck i was like which is like the most philly thing ever 
I know it's uh, the the blessed one, Gritty. Uh, he blessed the new section of highway with cheese whiz. I don't know if you saw that part, uh, but he was up there <laughs> blessing it and making sure that everything was good. Which, of course, we we thank him for his blessings. But well, uh, well, little known, fa- little known fact. You know, was, you know, in Philly, if there's like an emergency with an airplane, they don't put foam down. They just put cheese whiz on the fucking <laughs> runway. So <laughs> it's fire retardant and tasty. Yeah. You would never know. Yeah. I mean, it slows down the arteries and planes. Mm-hmm. It's all. But I have to say, I have to say as a, as a, tr- I have to say as a true Philadelphian, cheese whiz is for tourists. Yes. Absolutely. It's for, or as we say in wrestling, it's for the marks. Um, yes. Like if you come to Philly and you want a true Philly cheesesteak, it's got to be provolone. Mm-hmm. Mild or sharp. But I prefer sharp just because I love to sell. I'll get typically get like American if I'm feel like depending on where I am because I've gone to enough yeah. cheesesteak places where I'm like, oh, you know what? Like I've tried this with provolone. I like I don't necessarily like because again, like every place has its own variation of it. So when you get it and you get the specific cheese, you're like, okay, well, I prefer American on a cleaver's steak. Whereas if I'm going to like for whatever reason, if I'm going to Pat's, I'll get provolone on it. You know what I mean? Like just like or any you know. um What's the other one? That, the, the one that was had the fire, Jim's. I'll get provolone on that one. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, leave that shit in the in the can wherever you found it on the shelf. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if there's like a hole in the wall, I'll use it as like spackle just to <laughs> fill in. Like, you know, if you take a photo down and there's, you know, take the nail out of the wall, that's eh, a little cheese whiz. We'll just put a little dollop uh, right there right in, the, right in the spot and it'll clear right up. But I like American cheese, but like, um, like I get a cheesesteak pizza from Oogie's, Uncle Oogie's here in South Philly. They use American cheese, which is it's a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a it's it's almost like a white pie with steak and uh, white. Uh, I, mean, I mean American cheese. I was going to say white cheddar, but American cheese. And uh, if I'm feeling flighty, I'll I'll dip it into. I'll get a little cup of uh, sauce, mm-hmm. and dip it in there, or get a little bit of Frank's. Uh huh. What's yeah. um? So I guess I like the other thing, and I, I always try to correct people when I find when I see them, like especially when I lived in Pittsburgh for the year, they had the fucking uh, green peppers on a cheesesteak, and they're like, oh yeah, this is a Philly, and they have like they had regular onions, you know, like raw onions instead of like actually yeah. chopping them up. And I, I remember being at a couple of these places, I'm like, this is a sacrilege. This is no. not how you eat this shit. No, nah, no, nah, it's got to be caramelized fucking fried onions. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you gotta you know, chop them I, up and I, make them nice. Yeah, yeah, peppers and, and mushrooms is alright. It's alright. I'm I'm not going to judge because I like it. But uh, I'm I'm straight up uh, provolone, uh, caramelized fried onions, and uh, broccoli rob. Ooh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. The older and more bitter I get, the the bitter I want my greens. So <laughs> give, give me a little bit of fucking broccoli rob. Get one, but this is, you know, for if you're ever coming to Philly, I know this is localized talk. I know we're we're trying to be a global podcast, but we're we're giving you in, a solid, you know, insider talk. You know, everybody wants the inside wrestling talk. Well, let's, let's give you the in, Philly insider talk. You know, as far as you know what to expect when you order. You know, yeah. proper ways to order. There's a protocol to ordering a cheesesteak. You know, uh, cheesesteak with. Uh, you know, some broccoli robin sharp. Yeah, you, that's that's shorthand, and that's, everybody knows what you want. So, 
Yeah, and again, we know that WrestleMania 40, we're getting closer uh, to the Philadelphia time where you'll be out here. And um, we will teach you all of the things you need to know about Philadelphia before you come out to our great city. But if you're going up and you really want to try the cheese whiz, which I don't know if you want to, (coughs) which you shouldn't, but in the event that you do, uh, you just go up to the counter and you say, whiz wit. And that's that's whiz with onions. And if you don't want onions, you say whiz without. And then you move down to the fucking end of the line. Everything else gets ordered, drinks, fries, anything else gets ordered at the end of the line. You just tell them where the steak that you want, and then you go from there. But we will teach you. That's why we're here, uh, Blue, is because we want to help you come into our city and know what to do. So um, that's why you listen. That's why you listen. Let me get get a sharp with and broccoli rob. Mm -hmm. That's all you got to say. And then keep it fucking moving because there's 100 people behind you. So. Speaking of WrestleMania, speaking of WrestleMania Philly, I'm going to have to apply for my permit soon, soon so I can virtual it out on uh, on uh, on fucking uh, Patterson. I love it. I love it. Dude. I, I can't wait. I won't go to Broad and Patterson. I'll go like Patterson and like the corner, uh, you know, uh, where the Philly Stadium is. I can't think of that fucking What's it size. Broad? No, 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 no. Broad's the main street. <sighs> What's the name? Of the side street there. Yeah, uh, fuck. Yeah, I'm gonna be out there with my wares. I'll be, I'll be looking like somebody saw New Year's fucking gear on New Year's Eve. You know. <laughs> well, that's a, that's of course if uh, after your Hall of Fame uh, induction, which we know is uh, eminently approaching. Are you listening, Bruce? We're talking to you. Um, you know, we're gonna start. I'm really gonna start booting that up pretty soon. I'm gonna get them hashtags going. Hall of Fame, Blue World Hall of Fame, or. Blue, yeah, HOF order, whatever you want to call it, guys. Come up, we should we should brainstorm this. But I know for sure there's one person who deserves a Hall of Fame ring. It's this guy right here to my right. So, um, but yeah, <sighs> we're gonna make the shit out of it, and we're gonna, you know, we'll be out there, Patterson. I'll be doing cartwheels in front of the stadium. Um, yeah, it'll be a good time, man. I'm looking. I mean, I'm, I am. I'm genuinely looking forward to WrestleMania. Like, I, I, I want to go just for the experience. Like, I know the last time. When was the last time WrestleMania was in Philly? That was at Austin, right? Was that the one you were at? Yep, Austin Rock. Yeah, I think I, I got the chair right. Oh, my other side there. Oops. Yeah, there oh, it is, the chair. My, yeah, yep. Fuck, I am batting a thousand. <laughs> and if you want to see the chair, you can go to patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. You can see the chair right now, which is super fucking cool. Um, I just uh, want to shout out, shout out to Bryce Rensberg who gifted me that chair mm. in return for me. Donating to one of his charities, which uh, I wish I knew the name of right now, but uh, yeah, he was he was going to give a he was going to sell that on eBay. I was like, hey man, how much? He's like, well, I can't sell it to you, <laughs> but because uh, you were on the show. But if you donate to my charity, it's yours. I was like, all right, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, that's super. So cool. I got a I got a Spectrum chair and a WrestleMania chair. Oh, that's right. You yeah. do have the Spectrum chair, don't you? That's fucking. That's the one on the on the other side there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Jealous, dude. That's amazing. I got like I got like four of them, but uh, man, one, one on display. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah. So I am I, like I said, I'm I'm excited for the spectacle of it. I'm excited to go for the show. I've already told my family, you know, and the kids. The kids want to go, obviously, because it's you know they're big wrestling fans and. I'm like, well, dad's going to take off a couple days from work so we can basically, you know, like a couple days before, a couple days after so we can all enjoy the time and go down and stay in the city and all. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Dude, when I was a kid, it was, WrestleMania was a fucking holiday. Mm-hmm. Like, my, my, my grandmom would give me that Friday off from school. Yeah. 
just to fucking do nothing. I was like, hey, hey, uh, Nan, uh, how's WrestleMania Sunday? Uh, you know, can, I, can I stay home today? Sure. <laughs> you know, and I was like, well, well, the fuck, that worked. I didn't uh, have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I would just, and like, you know, back in the day, they would put the fucking spreads in the newspaper, like WrestleMania this weekend and Warrior, like the, I remember the one Warrior Hogan. Like oh, all yeah. the newspapers had like a, a sports spread or whatever, you know, hyping it up the show. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if they do anything like that anymore, but it's yeah. pretty cool. But, we, um, um, we let the kids stay home this year with uh, this past uh, on 39. It was uh, we let them stay up late to watch, you know, Cody and Roman. And I took the day off that Monday and I also took the day off Friday. So I had a four day weekend and it's become like, you know, because it's also Audrey's birthday. I don't know what year that'll fall in uh. this year. So, or what day that'll fall in this year, I think, or coming up. But yeah, so it's kind of like this whole, we do a whole thing that weekend. But yeah, as we, as the kids have gotten older, it's become definitely more of a, uh, a spectacle. So yeah, um, but That's awesome. yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm really hyped to get there and, and be there. Um, I guess, uh, I don't even know, like, I'm, I'm excited for things that are going to be better than where they are now, because I feel like this past week and a half have been just, like, just so fucking nuts, man. Like, so much it is ha- fucking happening. Yeah, it has, like, no choice but to get better. You know, uh, we had the uh, unfortunate uh, tragedy with the uh, the submarine, the Titanic thing, uh, which is like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, sad and unfortunate because it could have been preventable. Yes. Uh, you know, in the in the wake of it, you know, you I watched a couple interviews with uh, James Cameron, who's dove to the Titanic. Uh, you know, thirty three. For those who haven't, who who aren't aware that uh, this private company uh, was it Ocean Gate. Ocean Gate, yeah, took a private, unlicensed submarine for a dive down to the Titanic, and uh, yep, they imploded. Which, it's like, you you rarely hear of implosions that's, like, not involved with, like, taking down a building. Like, uh, right. they, they implode at Veterans Stadium. Or, you know, just, uh, you know, when they're, you know, taking down a, a, a tower or a building, but, like, a submarine implosion. I mean, I didn't have that on my fucking 2023 fucking bingo card. <laughs> not in um, any way, shape, or form. No, but like, yeah, you just hear about like how, how, uh, ill prepared it was. Like a photo came out of like the monitor, like you're going to the Titanic and you're sitting in this fucking, uh, oil drum basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't stand, you got to sit in the same position for like a couple of hours going two miles below the sea. And then uh, you don't even really get to look at the Titanic. You're looking at it through a screen. So, and like a photo just came out where the screen that they had to look through was drilled into the wall. Which is with carbon fiber. Yes. And titanium. Yes. Like every, like, and, and again, like, I want to try to be diplomatic about this, right? Like, because I, I. It's a tragedy what happened, right? Oh, and yeah. loss of life is a tragedy, and it's awful, and yep. you know it's terrible. It's just an awful situation. Um, 
But at the same time, it's also like, like the fact that no safety protocols were followed at all, and like barely any. And just for context too, and and I want to you know, in case you haven't been following, um, there's a bunch of really great graphs and information out there that have provided information, right? So if you can imagine like the top surface of the water where the where the 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 main commu- the main comm ship communication ship was sitting. Um, about yeah. f- uh, just under 1,500 feet down into the water is basically if you took the Empire State Building and turned it upside down, right? 4,000 mm-hmm. feet down is where the maximum depth, and this is a graph from the USA Today that I'm, I'm, I'm citing from. 4,000 <clears throat> yes. feet down is where the maximum depth of a sperm whale resides. The wreckage of the Titanic is 12,500 feet below the surface of the ocean. And that's where they were going, and yeah. the the pound the psi rating down there was like I don't know six hundred and fifty pounds or something insane like that. Like I mean, the pressure is just massive that when you're going down yeah. there. And James Cameron, like you t- to your point when you mentioned James Cameron, the, the director of Titanic and Avatar, um, he is one of like he's a world renowned diver and, and oceanographer, and he's yeah. been down to the he's been down to the Titanic site like I don't know thirty uh, some odd times, and he 33. actually. 33, I think it was. And he actually went down into, I think they call it the Challenger Deep, which is like one of the deepest parts of the ocean in this $10, $12 million machine. And he was basically saying the same thing, like this was a totally preventable thing. And I knew right away that there was an implosion when they lost comms and the tracking at the same time. It's just like, I don't know, man. Just reading some of this stuff, you're like, holy shit, like how how did this happen? Like I just, it's 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 amazing and i i guess i, I don't see the point of, of going down to that shipwreck for uh i don't know a commercial visit you know what i mean i don't know if that like i don't know would you ever consider doing something like that well for an unlicensed visit yeah. uh i mean you always try to do things you you would hope that like the people who are asking you to do something so fucking uh dangerous would you know have at least had the professionals go okay your vessel's good and uh you know two hundred fifty thousand dollars to fucking just do that it's like insane but it just you know you, I, you know even before i take a flight i look at you know what's the what's the rating on the airline you know <laughs> just uh what are the customers saying uh what's their you know what's going on with this but you're getting to a fucking submarine to go to the bottom of the ocean. You know, you kind of would hope. And who knew fucking Logitech was still in fucking business? Well, thank you. Like, <laughs> it used a controller. I yeah. Oh. Like, Logitech was like, I was like, like from the 90s? I think so. It yeah. was, it was like one of the, it's like, uh, I actually, I have a Logitech uh, uh, webcam here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Logitech, like I did my research on this before I bought the camera. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a pretty good camera, pretty solid, nice, nice, nice cleansing look. But if I'm thinking yeah. about deep water exploration, I'm certainly not thinking Logitech. No. Not something I would be, not something I would, that, that, not, not the first thing I would, I would think of. But Yeah, but yeah, that's how they steered the ship. That would have been my first red flag. Just, uh, man. Uh, do you have a, a second controller just in case? <laughs> do we have a backup one? Is there a player two to this fucking thing? Um, 
because this is my life here. Um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, as tragic as it was, um, and there's no really good way to die, but, uh, you know, the, 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 the word is that, you know, the, the folks who perished didn't know they perished until it was it's too late. Like, it was instant. Yeah. You know, just uh, the biggest fear, like the biggest, like, ooh, kind of feeling was like, if you're there and you just ran out of oxygen. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, that's yeah. fucking nightmare. That's fucking nightmare fuel right there. But if it's like instant and kind of like the Sopranos ending, just fade to just, black. Yep. And you know you're done. But um, let's see. Yeah, my. You know what? Who I feel really did the worst for is. I mean, I feel bad for all of them. But yeah. That 19 year old kid who didn't even want to go. Oh man, reading those reports is horrible. I think they were from Philly too. Uh, him and his dad, I believe they were from Philly. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, well, name escapes me, but uh, the, the one guy, I think, went to Temple uh, University. Mm. Um, and uh, he had he had voice concerns about not wanting to do it, but since it was Father's Day weekend, he wanted to uh, be with his dad, you know, do something for his, his father. And my goodness. Oh, fucking heartbreaking. It really is. And, like, and you know, there was a couple of really, like, world-renowned. Um, the one, the, the guy you're thinking of, his son is Suleiman Dawood and Pakistani yeah, billionaire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing the name. Uh, Shahzada Dawood um, was the, were the father okay. and son that went down. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, again, like, I was reading some some information about, like, basically the time in which an implosion would happen at that great of a PSI. So basically it's like 30 milliseconds that takes you to blink your eyes, right? From, from your neurons to fire to your eyes to, to blink. This submarine implosion happened in like basically 100 milliseconds. So it was instantaneous and it would have had, which I think I, for me is like, you know, hearing some of those stories when people were talking about, oh, they're floating down there and, you know, like they're running out of oxygen and things like that. Um, the fact that it happened so quickly, you know, gives me a, a great deal of, I don't want to say relief, but it, it's also like, well, at least they didn't know anything happened. You know what I mean? Like, at least they right. weren't aware of anything happening. Um, right. And so that, that I think is a little bit of, a, you know, there was a, of, there was a video they were showing of like, uh, like a tank that was like on a train mm -hmm. and it was like one something per square inch. Of pressure, something one. I forget what the measurement is. Yeah, and it fucking went in pretty quick. Yeah, they said the submarine that went down was like three hundred and seventy-five of that. Yeah, which you know, hate to fucking word that we're analyzing somebody's death, but right. like, it's just like it's newsworthy, and he, you know, it's been it's yeah. something that's been happening, and 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 I know this isn't really probably what you you know. So we're going to talk about collision. Don't worry, we'll get there. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it's like. It's just, I guess, because it's been such a major news story. I felt like, and I know we talked Dude, about it. it, like we, it we wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit, but like, it's like been the biggest fucking thing on the internet. Yeah, like between you know just people commenting and you know the search and stuff like that, and then they you know they kind of had an idea, but they can't really say anything until they you know people are criticizing them, like supposedly. Like the afternoon, it went down and lost contact. Supposedly, a sonar picked up a sound of the implosion, 
But when you're investigating, you have to have proof, evidence. So the reason why they took these extra days is because it took a while to get the uh, ROV to go down to the ocean floor. Mm-hmm. The, the robot to go to the floor and look for evidence of anything. Yeah. And, you know, imagine if, you know, they assumed that that noise that they heard was the implosion. They said it is implosion and they, and they were dead. And then all of a sudden, that's not what they heard. And they were still alive. And they, you know, say they had given up the search and those folks were still all there. Some by, by some miracle. I'm no expert, but you need proof of something before you can come out and say something. So people are like, oh, they just wasted all that money for a search. And when they knew and they had to send, well, no, you need proof, right. uh, you know, evidence of, so and then they found the uh, the tail in the uh, the landing gear, and that's oh my god, yeah. that's horrible. They found the debris field, which they said was like sixteen hundred feet from the uh, bow of the Titanic wreckage. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it, like I said, we've 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 already we've said it in a couple different ways, but it's just it's tragic, right? Like it's awful. Like it's it's yeah. it's a really horrible. Um, Really horrible story, really tragic situation that just sucks, and and there's no good that comes from any of this. And and I feel like I think what what frustrates me was again, like you said before, it was like it was it's totally preventable. And I, I don't know, I don't know where they go from this because now it's James Cameron even said too, and Bob Ballard, who was the guy who originally discovered the wreckage in '85, he was like, well, now that this happened, like now it's potentially that they're going to stop doing different explorations and searches because of this. And I, I think that sucks because like this is sort of a, a, a um, it's like a, an outlier in so many really large and important searches in that wreckage and, and, and elsewhere on the deep sea. And, and I think that that I'm hopeful that the exploration wouldn't they didn't stop going to space after Apollo 13, you know, like, right. So I think, right. I think that is an important thing to remember is like, just, you know, unfortunately with these things come risk and sometimes it's, you know, unknown and sometimes it's known like in this situation. But, um, yeah, I think what's known though, Meanie, I want to tell you something real fast because I'm going to try to pivot here in, in the best way possible. <laughs> AEW collision. I got to say, dude, I really fucking enjoyed the first episode. Dude, very good. Uh, right off the bat, I'm very happy that uh, Kevin Kelly is on my TV. In this, I mean, yeah, he's. I know he's uh, been doing play by play for uh, New Japan and doing a great job of that. Yes, but to have uh, Kevin Kelly on US TV in the United States uh, is always a good thing. I love Kevin Kelly. Uh, you know, he was he was a big help to me when I was in WWE. Uh, and uh, to hear him, just to have a different voice on TV, and you know what, and uh, you don't want to stretch the announced team too thin in AEW with between uh, the guys they have now. So if you're gonna have a new show, you're gonna have a you want to have a new voice. Mm-hmm. Kevin Kelly, uh, Kevin Kelly was perfect. Um, I'm it's. I'm, I can't believe I'm blanking on. Uh, oh, Nigel McGuinness. I was just gonna say, yeah, he's the other guy. Yeah. yeah, I love Nigel McGuinness. Uh, it's such a good blend of commentary uh, for a new show. Uh, if you're going to separate, you know, separate yourself from uh, the. Re- I want to say again. Uh, they say there isn't a brand split, but um, you know, who knows? 
uh, with all the drama behind, you know, backstage between Punk and the uh, the Elite. So we'll see how that plays out. But um, again, you know, uh, right off the bat, love the I love the use of uh, Elton John's. Yeah, you know, started, you know, uh, Saturday nights already for fighting. To me, that was like always like a per- like Joe Goodhart's old uh, Tri-State used that for one of their shows back in the day. I was like, man, that that is a perfect like wrestling song. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that the graphics, the announced team had a, it had a little bit of a different feel. Couldn't really put my finger on how, but I liked it. So I felt like it was a little darker, and I don't mean that in like a you know like a Dark Knight Batman Christopher Nolan kind of way, but I mean it was just like. The way that the set was designed, it was very like it was just this really nice, sleek, dark look. Um, I felt the punk promo was really great. Um, I really enjoyed Amazing. seeing yeah. him back on TV, um, and then the match slapped, dude. Like the uh, CMFTR with the Bullet Club and Samoa Joe. I mean, that was really fucking good. Like I was, I was yeah. thoroughly impressed by that match and, and how well they did. I mean, anytime I get to see. CM Punk and Samoa Joe start, you know, trading shots on fucking television is is always going to be a good time. Um, and that that, that that was the first time in a while they had been in the ring together, right? I think so. Yeah, they hadn't been in the ring. I mean, they, I don't think they, well, they didn't overlap in WWE because I think by the time Joe got the, to WWE, Punk had already left. But they right. had some pretty amazing, from what I understand, there was a pretty solid rivalry between uh, him and, uh, or Punk and Joe in Ring of Honor. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. the story, I guess, what I heard at some point was that both Punk and Joe had the opportunity to go to WWE um, after Ring of Honor, and Joe decided to go to TNA, and Punk went to WWE. So it would have been very interesting to see that rivalry sort of take uh, more legs inside of WWE at the time. But no, I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was, I thought the presentation was, I mean, again, this is my own opinion. You can. Take leave it at the door if you want to, but I, I enjoyed the presentation of this show much more than I did Dynamite or, or Rampage. I just there's something better about the way that this was done. Um, I love again love ke- listening to Kevin Kelly. When I go back and watch some of the older matches and I hear Kevin Kelly calling the spots, it's like there's just something you know. And it's not that there's anything bad with Jr. or the King or you know Michael Cole in that time. It's just something about Kevin Kelly. There's an excitement level to it. So hearing yes. him back brought back that really really great nostalgia moment for me where I was like, oh shit, this is a, this is an exciting moment, you know? Um, but no, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was great. What were your thoughts about, um, the main event with, uh, CMFTR and Samoa Joe and the Bullet Club? Uh, well, uh, back to Kevin Kelly, like yeah, if yeah. you ever go watch, watch one of my matches in WWE, I'm doing my comeback. He always had this little inside thing with me where he goes, look at him and he go, <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's just, it was pretty cool. Uh, the main event was great. Um, there was like one moment where I was like, you know, uh, Punk was in the in the sleeper, and uh, I forget who it was. Uh, there, there, you know, the FTR guys were being held from break, making the break, you know, breaking up the the sleeper, and uh, Cash broke free. And instead of breaking up the sleeper, he ran across to free Dax. It's like you just ran by the guy being choked out, Punk, <laughs> to free the other guy yeah. who can free Punk, but you could have just easily have just broken up the sleeper. Right. That was my only qualm with that. I was like, dude, you just ran by Punk being choked out to free Dax to free Punk when you just could have freed Punk. 
So that, that that was my only little hiccup in the whole thing. I was like, oh, what? what, what? Uh, but, you know, <laughs> other than that, uh, it was a very solid uh, main event. Uh, you could tell they were, um, you know, uh, let they were letting Punk get his sea legs back because he had been off for so long. Yeah. You know, since, you know, the torn tricep that, like, the majority of the match was the FTR guys and Punk would come in, do some stuff, and then uh, powder back out. You know, and uh, I guess Forbidden Doors tonight. Is it tonight already? Is he on the card? I don't know. Let so me take I'm, a look. I'm just trying. Not that I should be questioning anybody's uh, cardio, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if he'll be on the, the card tonight. So it is actually tomorrow. Um, let me take a look. Oh, pulling up the card okay. right now. CM Punk my... is fighting okay. uh, Satoshi Kojima or Kojima. Kojima. Kojima, yeah. yeah. So um, I, I keep thinking it's tonight because you know, Saturday pay-per-views have been like the new thing. Yeah. But also a lot of guys in my timeline are traveling to toronto so it's like i'm I, my days are all kind of fucking thrown off but uh yeah it'll, it'll be interesting uh i'll probably catch the replay mm-hmm. uh as i usually do with uh paper i try to stay off social media yeah and catch the replay because there's so many fucking shows you know i, I haven't watched or i'm never going to watch because social media fucking ruined it like oh let me uh, just go on Twitter oh uh, right. I guess I never I guess I never have to watch this show again uh, somebody just fucking did a Twitter play of the fucking plot points uh, I'll, I'll I never need to see Sons of Anarchy yeah uh, yeah thanks Twitter um, dicks uh, <laughs> fucking assholes yeah so um, yeah people used to do fucking play by play on Twitter like they're going they're like auditioning for TV Guide or something like. <laughs> No one's fucking. No, you're talking t- out loud. Yeah, to no one. Fucking Cisco uh, and Ebert over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking. I was trying to try to do a funny play on words on that. I couldn't think of it. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, that, that's what we should do. We should do another. We could do a spinoff. We'll be the fucking new day. Cisco uh, and Ebert. We just shit on everything. Um, yeah. One thing I have heard rumor wise though is that the mystery partner tomorrow night, or actually yesterday. So you'll hear this, and you'll already know who the mystery partner was. And maybe I'll be right, maybe I won't. Is that Bill Goldberg is going to be the mystery partner uh, for Sting and Darby Allen? What are your, what are your thoughts on uh, on friend of the show Bill Goldberg potentially being in AEW? Why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah, why not? Remember when uh, AEW came came along, and people were like. Uh, well, at least they're not relying on uh, part-timers like WWE. All those old guys. Oldberg. Uh, yeah. Uh, WWE is full, full part-time guys and uh, uh, old-timers. and Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait for the I, about I, face for that on Twitter, too. Everybody's been shitting yeah. on Goldberg beating the fiend for the universal title and everybody was up in arms about it but then he shows up in AEW it'll be fine yeah and I'm not shitting on Goldberg because hmm. he looks I'm sure he still looks in phenomenal shape and he's uh, done a lot of good for the business he's been a draw for the business but when it comes to double standards uh, yeah so good for him yeah. and, and good for his sting 
God bless Sting. Yeah. You know, he's in his 60s and he's still fucking doing it. I, uh, you know, I sleep wrong and I get up and I don't want to do anything for the rest of the fucking day. Like the other day I, I walked through a doorway, bumped my shoulder and the middle of my spine hurt. I was like, what the fuck is this? You know, Good fucking mystery, Lord. mystery fucking, fucking pains. But, uh, yeah, God bless Sting, God bless Goldberg. If they could still go and still do it and still be safe, that'd be good. But, uh, yeah, we'll find out who, I mean, sir, somebody will stooge it off, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you have to travel to Canada, somebody at fucking, uh, immigration will fucking notice something and stooge it. It's not like you could just sneak into Canada. If this was in the States, you could just, you know, put them in a tour bus across country and nobody would see them at the airport, you know? Yeah. But you kind of got to have to. You kind of have to report when you go into another country. So we'll see. Uh, just as two two part follow up for what you were saying. I mean, for for Sting too. Like I love the fact that Sting. You know, obviously as a as a Mark. You know, because that's what I am. Like I'm, I'm a, been a wrestling fan my entire life. Um, Me too. I would have loved to have seen Sting and the Undertaker at WrestleMania the year that. Sting was in the company. I think that, to me, yeah. I, I know, you know, I know everybody's got their opinions about it, but I think that was a really big missed opportunity for them because they could have done it at that WrestleMania. They could have built it properly, and it would have been the fucking would have been the 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 biggest draw, I think, for for WrestleMania uh, at that year. Yeah. Um, I definitely think they dropped the ball there. But I and and for someone who who was told he could never wrestle again because of his neck injury, um, and now here yeah. he is having another swan song. Um, I love it. I think it's I think it's fantastic. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm always excited anytime I get to see Sting wrestle in in, in 2023. Um, but also too, like Goldberg, like James and I met Goldberg last year um, for the first time in person, and the man is just as big now as he was watching him in the late 90s and early 2000s. So he can still go, uh, and I think if he wants to have his retirement match and he wants to have something to you know. And his career in the same way Sting did, then I mean, by all means, man, get the bag, you know, do it. Yeah. Um, I have no, I've never had any qualms with that. I've always loved watching Goldberg. On, same, same thing. Always watch Love and Goldberg on my TV. Uh, into you know, into the past couple of years. So, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll see. It'll be, it'll be very interesting. Um, I'm sure Omega and Osprey will get a lot of conversation as well. But, um, yeah, we will. I'm sure we will go over some things next week uh, during our recording. But Meanie, I do. Want to? I should say, Meanie. <laughs> I have a question for you. A very important one. Yes, sir. Are you ready to ask Meanie? I would love to. Don't forget, tweet us your questions using the hashtag #AskMeanie, and you may hear those questions asked on the program. We're going to start at the top with friend of the show, Flatbed Mike. Yeah. Uh, Meaning, do you got any good Bob Holly stories? Full disclosure, he's a friend of mine, but always love hearing Bob stories. Oh, Bob Holly is the fucking best. Uh, and like, you know, especially when it comes to my entry into WWE and my whole issue with the, you know, flying first class, uh, the heat I uh, potentially faced for that unknowingly, you know, uh, flying and. First class, he was like one of the first guys. Oh, shit, sorry. Excuse me. Let me start over. <laughs> you can. Uh, when it comes to uh, my entry into WWE and uh, the heat I potentially faced for, you know, unknowingly, you know, breaking a, a rule I didn't know was a rule 
you know, flying in first class. He was one of the, the, the guys who, you know, kind of spoke up and defended me because me and him both went into the, uh, we had, had that meeting with Jerry Briscoe and Black Jack Lanza. And, um, you know, and Jerry was like, Amy, we know you're new here. It's like, yes. And Bob was like, hey, he, he you know, he, he said he felt really bad about it and spoke up for me. But, you know, Bob Holly's great. Uh, I got to tag with Bob for a little bit. Uh, with the job squad. It, initially, it was him and Scorpio against Edge of Christian around the loop, and then uh, Scorpio uh, was no longer WWE, and they need somebody to fill that spot, and I was a member of the job squad. And just happenstance, I had stopped by the, the Philly show just to say, hey, and they're like, hey, uh, you got your gear? I was like, yeah, go get it. All right. I went to the ringside with the, you know, Bob and uh, Scorp, and then eventually became tag partners with Scorpio. And me and Bob Holly had like that really good uh David Spade, Chris Farley type fucking <laughs> chemistry where he was straight laced and I was the fucking comic relief and he's like, Oh God. <laughs> you know, just uh <laughs> you know. Uh but uh yeah Bob uh here's a good fucking story. Like uh you know I went to the we we, we had WrestleMania fifteen. We went over to England and uh, we land and we go somewhere to fucking work out. So, guy, oh, come on. Yeah, okay, Bob, I'll work out with you. And he worked me out so hard that I, like, lost use of my arms. Oh, no. Like, uh, I was like, okay, Bob, I'm going to go up to my room. We're going to get a shower and then we'll go over to the building. So, I got, you know, go up to my room and I can't lift my arm to get the fucking key in the door because Bob had worked me out so hard that, like, <sighs> I was like noodle arms, but, uh, you know, Bob was good for ribbon people too, because, uh, like, you know, we were at, we were somewhere and, uh, somebody came up to me and Bob, Bob Holly, like, uh, can we, we take a photo? And Bob was like, I'll take the photo for you. And it's like me with these fans and Bob, he goes, okay, one, two, three. And you could tell on three, he aimed the camera down at our feet and, you know, snapped the photo real quick and <laughs> handed the camera back. <laughs> so, you know, years go by and I'm just on the internet. I forget where I am. I'm, I might have been, I forgot, I forgot what I was doing, but a photo surfaced. Uh, it was of me with these fans and it was just our feet. And it's like, by the way, never let Bob Holly take a photo for you or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> And it's one thing to like experience a rib, but then to see it surface later on, like where somebody's like, yeah, by the way, don't let Bob Holly take photos for you because he, you know, I don't think they, I don't know whether they knew it or not. They intentionally just like went, he went like this one, two, three. And uh, it's like a real slight thing. Yeah. yeah one, <laughs> this is for the uh, patreon.com slash mind of the meanie folks. You go one, two, Three, and, you know, he would, you know, oh, man. turn it, and, you know, real quick. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, but Bob, was, you know, he was a straight shooter. I get, you know, people, I guess people had their problems with him. I never had a problem with him, which I'm for, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that he took a liking to me. And, uh, I think he's like a survivalist now. He like goes out to the woods for a couple, like a couple months at a time and just lives off the fucking land. Like, wow, kind of like, like Rambo type shit. But uh, 
Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a an intense dude, but he's a good dude. That doesn't surprise me to find out that he lives in the woods, but I'm sure if there's anyone in the world who could survive in the woods. He doesn't live in the woods, but like, I mean, I'm sure he has like a residence, but like, he'll just go walk. I I misspoke. Like someone who goes into the woods and the survive. Like if there's anyone that I could picture doing that, it would be hardcore Holly. Like, I don't know if anybody else could do that. He'll be the last man on earth. Maybe Al too, but I think Bob would probably be. Well, it depends on how many Haribo sugar-free gummy bears we've given Al this week. So I'll say this about Al and Bob, because Bob would get up in the morning at like 6 a.m. to fucking work out, 5 or 6 a.m. to fucking get up, go to the gym. And Al was like, you know, you know, fuck, you know, you get you, you do a show, you drive on to the next town, you don't get to the hotel until like 1 in the morning. By the time you fall asleep, it's 2 or 3, you want to get some fucking sleep. And, you know, Bob's ready to go, you know, Bob hears your story, goes, oh, let's go to the gym. Oh. So... Al said he was getting up to, you know, take a piss, and he's trying not to, you know, wake Bob, and hear Bob go, you know, stir like, uh, and Al said he froze like Ivy. <laughs> he like, he just like froze like a deer in the headlights, and then once he heard Bob like go, you know, go back down, he was like, because oh, <laughs> he, he was afraid he was going to wake up Bob, and Bob go, oh, let's go to the gym. Oh, God. Damn it. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bob um, Holly would get up at like 3 a.m. to fucking cook egg whites and then go back to sleep. You know, this, his diet was so fucking on the clock. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I guess if you're if you're training that hard, I mean, it makes sense. If you're trying to maintain a physique, like you got to yeah. sacrifice. So. Yeah. Uh, Matt and Dover wants to know, rumor and innuendo on the Twitter sphere is that CM Punk farted in the EVP's faces in the locker room. <laughs> Have you ever farted in someone's face in the locker room? No, uh, that's a good way to uh, have heat. <laughs> no, no pun intended. <laughs> in the lo- how is that true? Did he fart? No, in there's a, there's all kinds of stuff going on because of our dear friend Uncle Dave um, reporting stuff about. I saw I, I saw like that. I saw like. Make believe Dave fucking. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Like okay. CM, word on the street is CM Punk puts pineapple on his pizza. You know, according to sources, yeah. and it's you know they source the observers. So he's playing a fun spin on our on our farts here on the program. Friend of the show, Bob Kelly wants to know: In your opinion, what was the best feud that you were ever a part of? Uh, I guess it would have to be Raven Dreamer, right? Yeah. One of the best stories in, in wrestling that uh, sadly only a few know about because it was it wasn't na- on national television. But that Raven, dude, that, that was like that triangle: Raven, Dreamer, Raven, Salmon. That was kind of happening concurrently. Yeah, you know, Raven uh, taking Salmon's wife and kids. You know, who can't fucking relate to you know. So by fucking losing her wife, you know, and the new stepfather comes in and taking over the family, yeah. you know. So between Raven Dreamer, Raven Sandman, and being a part of that, you know, I was uh, the birthday clown at Tyler's birthday party, you know, seventh birthday party, you know. You get in the business and jump right into a feud like that and be a part of that and learn uh, on the fly, learn from some of the best, you know. That's probably the best feud I was part of. Yeah, that was the one that came to my mind um, when I was actually I listened to the uh, the Paul Heyman um, interview on uh, Rick Rubin's pod- podcast 
Tetragrammaton. Did you get a chance to check that out? No, but I will. Oh. I didn't know Rick Rubin had a podcast. He's got a couple. So he's got one that's called Broken Record, and then he did, he's did. he got this extra one that's in-depth interviews, and Paul was on there, and it was like a three-hour episode. And Jesus Christ. My God, dude. I mean, it is. If you, if you, I mean, and anyone who's listening to this, if you haven't heard it yet, like obviously finish our program because, you know, we're, we're the greatest. But then stop this and search in your phone for Tetragrammaton. And Paul Heyman does an entire thing. And he talks about, you know, the, the ECW timeline and, and Raven and Dreamer. And, and I went back and, and watched a little bit of it. I was like, wow, this is, this is very good. Like I was, you know what I mean? Like you, there's so much stuff in wrestling from back in the day that you kind of forget about it. And I was like, wow, I remember, I do remember watching this as a kid and being invested yeah. in the story. Um, and he talks about dreamer, you know, like the whole, the whole goal about dreamer was not winning the title. You know what I mean? And he compares right. it to, you know, Cody, you know, losing at WrestleMania, um, and the, sort of the chase for the, the, the ECW championship. But, um, yeah, I would say that was probably, probably my favorite of yours. Um, outside of, you know, the blue dust stuff is always going to be great. Um, uh, and, and the FBI feud was amazing too. Yeah. So. Great learning experience. Meanie. Yes, sir. Summer's coming. Are you aware of that? Oh, I am such a summer person. I can't wait to be on the beach. And what better way to be on the beach and uh, with the start of the summer season with a question, Meanie. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Uh, the question is not if I'm, if I'm ready, is if other people's ready to see my body. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to be excited to see your body this summer thanks to Manscaped. Because yes. they are here to ensure that your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene products. Don't be the guy at the beach with the Austin Powers chest hair. And if you grew some winter man tits, the least you can do is make sure that you're hairless. Because trust me, guys, we're all there right now. It was a tough winter, okay? It's time to get ready for Hot Guy Summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping using the promo code Mind. Meanie at checkout. Manscaped Meanie, I'm not sure if you know, is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full body grooming game with the Performance Package 4.0. And Meanie, I want to know how you are getting ready for your summer body this year using Manscaped's products. Well, you know, uh, you know, it's summer. You know, I'm going to be busting out the half shirt and Daisy Dukes when I go out about town. The uh, Performance Package 4.0 is awesome. Uh, the lawnmower uh, 4.0. Not only is it waterproof, but it's good for uh, down below. And then, hey, you might have a little bit of unwanted back hair, too, that uh, you might want to get rid of as well. You know, a lot of people don't think about the back hair, and that's perfect for there. But the crop, or, you know, the crop preserver, the crop reviver, we, you know, getting the, you know, my, I'm going to be, uh, Turn of 50 pretty soon. Uh, I need that weed whacker 2.0 to get the uh, the old nose hair and ear hair so I don't look like Abe Lagoda over here. <laughs> well, make sure those Daisy Dukes are looking official and fresh uh, by using the kit. This package, performance package 4.0 meanie, comes with the essential lawnmower 4.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formations or formulations rather to round out your grooming routine. Because ladies, it's not just about Little John and the East Side Boys. That's right. You Sometimes you miss the gooch. And you got to get up in there with the gooch and the lawnmower 4.0. Whether you're trimming your chest or your treasure chest in your pants, this is the best trimmer on the market. I love these reads. Their trimmer features a ceramic blade designed to cut hair on loose skin 
and reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. You can even trim an arrow pointing to the promised land if you're bald enough. Inside the performance package, you'll find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer because we know how painful it can be when you're wearing your bathing suit or if in Minnie's case you're wearing them Daisy Dukes out there at the beach, you're going to get a little chafing. And just like you said, no one likes the nose hair sticking out of your face. So the package also comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0. You'll also get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value add, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped boxers. And if you're wearing sandals, no need to fret, Meanie, because you'll get the Manscaped Shears 2.0 nail kit. Top to bottom, you're going to look fresh as hell since zero AD, thanks to Manscaped's products, having the right tools for the job is essential. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. So go to Manscaped.com right now and save 20% off plus free shipping by using the promo code MINDMEANIE. That's Manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping by using the code MINDMEANIE. Your balls will thank you. Meanie, I want to thank you and I want to thank Manscaped for sponsoring the program. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Pod Squad member Nate Smythe wants to know. Oh, this is a good one. I've been waiting to ask you this one. Uh, Meanie and Adam, you're on death row. What would your last meal be? Hmm. Yeah. So much, but probably a, just a big fucking steak, fried onions, and uh, sweet potato. Yeah, just something like something I probably would never order on my own, but like yeah. you know, if they're they're footing the bill, you know. Hey, like, hey, do I get the free T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I've been yeah, just uh, let me uh, let me wear that on the way out, you know. Uh -huh. just, but uh, yeah, it, it, enough to uh, give the pallbearers a fucking hernia. You mm -hmm. know? Yep, enough to really when I when I get into the box. Really, you know, there's extra ash there. Um, yeah. I've been thinking about it the whole this, – this whole time I've been kind of stewing in my head and trying to figure out what I would want. And I think the only answer I can come up with is two in-and-out double-doubles, yeah. animal, animal style, one, a large black-and-white milkshake, and uh, french fries from Shake Shack. I think that would be my final – Go to, especially if it's like if I can have anything, then that's what I want. Yeah. So, um, yeah, in and, and out's good. When, Wendy's is an underrated burger, too. Sleeper, sleeper underrated for best burger, I would say. I prefer the real meat. I don't know. I just like McDonald's is that soy patty, and it's like, eh, you know, it's yeah. If you, if you go to, good, but. if you're ever go, driving through Ohio, stop in Lima and go to QP Burger. Mm hmm. Cupy Burger was the inspiration for Wendy's, and it's basically Wendy's, but everything's locally sourced. Oh no, shit! I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's really, really fucking good, man. Like down to the Frosties, you know, you know, the, 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 everything. Like Dave Thomas used to eat there as a kid, and when he started Wendy's, he kind of modeled it after Cupy's. Interesting. And the and the building that's around the corner from where I trained has like been designated as a historical site. Huh. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, if you ever get a chance, go to go to QB's Lima, Ohio. I'll have to give it a shot. I'll have to. I, I know we've been talking about we're 
hopefully next year planning our cross-country road trip. And I know that I'm going to start asking you for all the good spots to eat because uh, I need the good places to stop. So QP's is definitely on the list. It's right off of I-75. Awesome. It's an hour north of Dayton, hour south of Toledo. Mm. I I am checking out anything else here. We've got one other one. Last one from Mark and Dryden wants to know, since this week's dark side of the episode was about him, what was Matt Bourne like? In your interactions with him, and any good stories? Uh, Matt was always cool to me. Um, you know, I was I was around him a, a couple times. Like when I was in WWE, I did the like when they still let us do Independence. I did a couple shots for this guy in Ohio named Pizza Joe. Uh, and Doink was on those shows, and fucking Matt was great. Uh, anytime I saw Matt, he was always in a good mood, you know, smile, handshake. Uh, didn't have any in-depth conversations, but, you know, just good dude. Um, what really bums me out is the last time I was in the room with Matt Bourne was, uh, it was like a New England wrestling fan fest and he was there as Doink, but I didn't know it was him because everybody's done, everybody's done Doink. I thought it was just like some local dude as Doink. So I, you know, I, I really didn't make it a point to go over and say, hey, which, you know, kind of, I usually say, try to say hello to everybody. I, by conventions, the shit's just hectic. You walk away from your table for a second and then a line forms. You're like, gosh, yeah, I got to get right back. Um, I wish I would have said, you know, went over and said hey to Matt at that because it wasn't too much longer after that that he was gone. Mm. I was like, fuck. You know, when I was there, I was like, oh, there's Doink. When I left, I was like, ah, oh, shit, that was Matt. And then uh, when he passed away, it really fucking b- b- bothered me. That I was like, fuck, I didn't say, uh, I didn't say hey to Matt. And now I'll never get a chance. Because like I say, I say this every time somebody passes, you know, you always assume there's that next booking. And uh, sometimes that next booking never comes because the, person you like passes away so you know you try to make the best of every interaction and leave on always leave on a high note you know i have one more question for you here dave from quakertown wants to know meanie do you play video games and if so what's your favorite retro game or favorite retro wrestling game fuck uh favorite retro game well favorite retro wrestling game there's so many. Yeah. Uh, you know, WrestleFest, which uh, inspired, uh, you know, Retromania. I mean, uh, WrestleFest. I don't know what I said. Uh, which yeah, you inspired said. Ret- okay, WrestleFest, which inspired Retromania. There's Super Fire Pro from, you know, the 90s, which I think they put out a new game like as soon as like, uh, you know, 2016 maybe. Uh, as far as like 2D uh, games, and then fucking, I, I know he asked me for one, but there's no yeah one answer. Fucking uh, the AKI, the Aki AKI games, mm. which was like WCW Revenge. Well, those games were fucking amazing, which in you know turn became WrestleMania 2000, which became No Mercy. Um. There's so many. It depends on my mood, you know. Just, uh, you know, I play video games now. It's basically just sports, Madden or MLB the Show. 
I try, I've tried the new 2K wrestling, and it's the controls fucking confuse me. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It's like, can I just be, be an A and up? Yeah. Or B and down? Do I, have, do I need quantum physics to figure out this fucking... <laughs> how to, I want to play this game, and I, I you get frustrated, and I just turn it the fuck off, you know? So, uh, you know, retro games... Yeah, like I said, uh, WrestleFest, uh, Super Fire Pro, uh, Revenge, and uh, fuck, I've I've sad to learn this week that uh, the people who made iArcade went out of business. They uh, filed for bankruptcy. Ah, oh, it's a shame because because I have this uh, iArcade cabinet in my fucking studio here, and uh, they basically just shut down and. Uh, it's a shame. It is, it's really cool to have like this cabinet that, uh, you know, with the Retromania on it and to have my likeness on it, which this machine's appeared on like fucking The Price is Right and a bunch of different stuff. Uh, I wish it could have fucking, you know, lasted a while, but, uh, yeah, I just, I found that news out like, you know, Monday, Tuesday, which uh-huh. kind of sucks, but, you know, I still have the cabinet here, so I'll play some games on there. You know, play like the old school uh, uh, tag team wrestling and different games like that. So, but yeah, you know, those are my old favorite, you know, go to games. Simple. Yeah. Uh, I don't need uh, quantum physics to you know play the fucking game. It's just simple. <laughs> there, keep all- it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> There are so many. Uh, I play games we just got on the 2K23 WWE, and there are so many fucking commands and controls. And like, there's like my faction, and then you can buy car. It's just like, it's overwhelming because I'm not a video game guy. My brothers typically played most of the video games. I'm just trying to be like, how do I just get to fight as Cody in Hell in a Cell? That's all I want to do. Like, let's just get to that point so I can just get the game started, you know? But. Um, now I feel you. Mad- Madden's kind of gone the same way, where it's just like, can I just play a season? <laughs> this fucking my playing. ultimate team shit. I was like, and shout out to Jason Kelsey who said, you know, Madden is probably like the worst sports game out there. Yeah. Like he fucking straight up said, Madden is the worst sports game as far as you know between them will be the show FIFA. Uh, all these other fucking game, you know, sports games, and it, it's fucking true. Madden is just fucking, as I say, lazy booking. Yeah, uh, you're basically just paying for a new. Like if the if Madden was smart, you just buy the game, you get all the fucking stadiums every day. You just, every year you pay say twenty five bucks for an updated roster. Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. All this fucking my ultimate team bullshit. I mean, you have to fucking get like, these virtual cards. Fuck you. <laughs> why do I have to? Like, they're giving you these legends, but you have to play the fucking. You have to play like my ultimate team to play with like Reggie White. Let me just have Reggie White in the fucking game. Yeah. And make my like dream fucking roster or whatever, you know? <laughs> Don't make me jump through fucking hoops. <laughs> Suck a dick. <laughs> Well, with that, I appreciate you, and uh, I appreciate your questions, sir, here this week, and I appreciate all of you asking us questions here uh, while we do the segment. It's our favorite segment of the show, uh, so keep them coming. Don't forget to tweet us at Mind of the Meanie using the hashtag AskMeanie, 
and you may hear your question on the program, meaning I always appreciate you doing the show with me each and every week. Uh, but I want to make sure that everyone who's listening knows where to find you outside of this show. So where can our friends find you on social media? If you would like to follow Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, eh, TikTok, uh, at Blue Meanie BWO uh, on all forms of social media. That's at Blue Meanie BWO. Uh, this Saturday, July 1st, I will be at the Icons of Wrestling Convention at the 2300 Arena. Re- 2300 Arena. Act like I've been there. Uh, at 10 a.m. Uh, you can get your uh, tickets now at iconsofwrestling.net. I will be there with my, uh, uh, new figures. I got a special, uh, an ar- a special arm print to, uh, so along with those two. As well as you know the go-to BWO shirts. So, icons of wrestling this Saturday, July first, ten a.m. Be there. Uh, if you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to prowrestlingtees.com/slash/bluemeanie. To support Mindedamini, go to prowrestlingtees.com/slash/mindedamini. Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Use coupon code Meanie or use coupon code Mind and save ten percent. Uh, MadCatBeardCare.com. Get the Blue Spruce Beard Oil and Balm by my boy Josh Thornton. He's doing an amazing job there, taking care of the uh, feral cats in his neighborhood. He rounds them up, takes them to the to the vet, and uh, releases them out in the wild much better than uh, he found them. So go over and support him over at MadCatBeardCare.com. The Figure Collections Bone Crushing Wrestlers Series 1 variants of the Blue Meanie are available now. All Series 1s can be ordered now at shop.figurecollections.com. That's shopfigurescollections.com. You can get the old school blue meanie, or you can get yourself the BWO blue meanie. There are no wrong choices, but uh, what a great fucking product that they made over there at uh, shop.figurecollections.com. To have the blue meanie on your podcast, go to podstars.net. That's P-O-D-S-T-A-R-Z dot net. Uh, register with podstars.net. Uh, set up an account and you can uh, book myself along with uh, a various assortments of uh, different folks from uh, pro wrestling, MMA, entertainment over there at podstars.net. Shout out to my boy Jim Nilsson over at glaciersofice.com. Uh, Jim made... A three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneaker for Stevie Nova and myself. Uh, right now, he's got a, a really cool video he, of his uh, a pair of uh, Jordans he's making for Edge with a custom embroidered uh, R on the, uh, the shoes. And, uh, you know, anytime he makes those shoes, each pair of those shoes takes about 50 hours per pair. Follow him, see that footage, and also forms of social media at GOI Kicks. Follow Jim on social media at G-O-I Kicks. Um, cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO for birthdays, holiday, well wishes. Uh, you know, we did a couple videos this week. Uh, let's make, you know, go over to cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO. Let's try and make somebody's day a little bit brighter. But most importantly, Mr. Bernard, 
Where can we find you? Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Mastodon. You can find me on TikTok at this is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, I'm not changing it. It's a brand, pal. You can find me there. And meaning I also have some really cool news I got to let you know. I have officially sold out, sold out of the stock that I had here of my Adam Bernard Wrestle Buddies, uh, which are courtesy of Brothers Gatter, the very first official uh, Wrestle Buddy uh, or any kind of merchandise for me personally. Um, so the only awesome. place I am super excited, and I want to thank everyone that's picked one up so far. Um, you, it means the world to me to know that you like me enough to have something with my likeness on it. Um, but the awesome. only the only place you can get them right now is at brothersgatter.com. There are only there's less than I think there's less than a dozen left, maybe less than ten now at this point. So you want to go to brothersgatter.com right now and pick one up. Again, there's only twenty five in existence, and once they're gone, they're gone for good. Uh, so pick it up, and you can also get your blue meanie. Wrestle Buddy while you're there, and you can also get the Mind of the Meanie 2-pack, which is both of us. So you can enjoy that right now. Go to brothersgatter.com and pick one up. The Feinberg Method, use promo code Goober and save up to 20% off your entire purchase and work out with my trainer, Brad Feinberg, not just physical wellness, but also mental wellness as well. FeinbergMethod.com. Don't forget to go visit my buddies at the 10th Ward Barbershop out in downtown Lawrenceville, right outside of Pittsburgh by going to 10thWardBarbershop.com. Ask for Kane and tell him Goober sent you. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Pick up a shirt and keep your lights on at the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth and Casa de Meanie. Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Follow us there. Become a part of the pod squad uh, and you'll get a signed 8x10 as our way of saying thank you for joining with my Herbie Hancock and Meanie's Herbie Hancock on it. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank Manscaped for sponsoring the program and the sponsors you heard at the beginning, middle, and end of the show. Meanie, I want to say thank you, uh, as always, for doing the program. Pod Squad, thank you for being here. For the Blue Meanie, I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every, every week as we take a trip through the mind of the Meanie. Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie is hosted and executively produced by the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. It was mixed and engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional narration is provided by the executive voice, Sam Kreps. Our intro music was performed by the Swamp Candles. Our outro music was performed by Chikara. Additional musical accompaniment is produced by Enrichment. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mind of the Meanie and become our patron on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Find our entire show archive at mindofthemeanie.com. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production, Butts Carlton Proprietor. Blue, 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 blue world order. That was Blue Meanie's brain out. <laughs>